Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to this latest episode with myself, Kofi, and the remarkable Kelly Sam, who is founder, owner, manager, soigneur, basically any job, you name it, she'll do it for the women's team, the LA Sweat. Um, in this episode, recorded on the 26th of June, we covered a ton of stuff. We talked about the inception of the team, we talked about her building a diverse junior development squad, we talked about her journey in the sport. Um, being an industry veteran, she had tons to share, lots of pearls of wisdom for anyone looking to get into racing, but also some general down-to-earth advice for life, really. Um, really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did, and take care. Uh, it is 3 p.m. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Wow. So your, your, your evening is still ahead of you. Your mid-afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, re- really, really pleased to have you join in. And yeah, I, I was going to ask you actually um, whether or not you were still in Tulsa because um, you were there for the weekend, right? Yeah, we're still here. We're st- we're in our host house right now. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah. The full team? Yeah, the whole team's here. <laughs> oh, awesome. I want to say hello to everybody. I want to say hello we to can everybody. Do, we can do a little cameo. I'll pull everyone away from their computers. <laughs> okay. That's probably, what's, that's probably why we've got the delay, because everyone's on the internet right now. Like, Yeah, I kicked myself off people. the internet for better service. <laughs> okay, that's probably what's gone on. Um, but yeah, Kelly, super, super delighted to be catching up with you. And... Um, it's been a minute. It's been a whole minute. Um, so, it has. Yeah, really good. Really glad to be catching oh, up. Oh, Thibaut, hi. Um, have you got some There's people like old red, ho- old red Hook friends, old teammates. Oh, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So let, let's let's keep an eye. If you see anyone there that pops up and you want to say hi, the whole thing about this is, yeah, I have some things in my mind. But like I said, we let it flow. And if people want to ask questions or get to know you a bit better, then, then please feel free like i'll jump on it or you can jump on it and we can just get to answering people's questions that they might have is that all right with you sounds good awesome awesome so yeah just to kick off i'm super delighted to have you join today and i wrote i think that you're a veteran um and i may not put this but definitely think that you're a boss in the sport and a lady a lady on a mission a lady on a mission for sure so um amazing to have you join and amazing to sort of share a bit about your journey in cycling, the genesis of the team, tons of stuff. I think we're going to run out of time because there's so much. I couldn't even get everything on my head down and I think we're just going to blow. So Probably. thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Um, and look, for anyone that hasn't heard me speak before, I'm the founder of Rider for Unity. I'm Kofi. We're all about celebrating the diversity and the unity of cyclists across the world. So if your name begins with A to Z or Z, as we say over here, you're part of the family. You're welcome. We're just trying to encourage participation in this thing that we all love. So, Kelly, I want to put it over to you, really. How's Tulsa been? Because I've been following some of the updates, but I haven't seen all the updates. Is it done now? Is, yeah, this, so this, Tulsa this finished stuff? on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was hot. It was so mm-hmm. hot. It was like, I guess in Fahrenheit, like the feels like with humidity was like over 100, 110 is what I'm being told. Oof. So 110 Fahrenheit is what the temperature felt like all weekend. Super humid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, like a little kick in the pants to get the season started because usually Tulsa's like middle of the season, but this year because mm-hmm. of COVID, it was the first big race really. So you're up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was good. That was great to be back at it after so long of not being, you know, at races, yeah. <laughs> which is like and super weird, but it's great to see everybody. I can imagine. I've been following it. So I saw like, I think um, the Legion team did pretty well and cleaned up a ton of awards and stuff. Um, yeah. And they're different, they're different sort of uh, races that you have throughout the weekend, essentially, like for, for different levels. How's it work? Yeah. So like Tulsa has like three days of racing for like the pro men and women. And I think mm-hmm. there's like a cat two men and a cat three men. Um, it's three criteriums. So they're about an mm-hmm. hour long, hour to mm-hmm. 75 minutes long, depending on what category you're in. But in ours, in the pro women's, ours were an hour um, each yeah. night. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a short course, like in downtown Tulsa. Okay. Amazing. And, and did you did you ride as well? I did not. I was no. full director mode. Hi, Ken. Yeah, great to have you join, Ken. Thanks for joining. So full director mode. And I, I'm, I'm thinking probably Swanya as well, just sewing out. Oh, yeah. Logistics. Mechanic, mom, medic, you name it, <laughs> I was doing it. Grand, grand. And how did the team do overall? I mean, I know it's like a crazy tough race to start the season with, but how, how did yeah. it they did really well. So we had um, Danny was sitting in the top 10 and just until the last day. And then Crybaby Hill is like the hardest race of the weekend. Um, so there's a big hill there and it's just fast and hot. And there's a huge crowd, which is super fun, but also causes like a, brings a whole nother element to the race. Um, so she ended up getting 12th overall in the Omnium, which is great. Best result for her at Tulsa so far. So. Great. So you're off. Like the team is off. Well, yeah, we're off. Kind of. <laughs> it's gonna be kind of. like all of the races are back to back right now. So tomorrow yeah. we leave for Knoxville for nationals, um, mm-hmm. and then directly after that we go to Milwaukee for two of America's Dairylands. America's Dairylands. You got that? Okay. Yeah. You're doing that. Cool. And then we have like eight days off, and then we head straight to Boise, and then straight to Chicago. Like so, it's coming in hot and fast. Right? Yeah, fast, like. <laughs> they're like one right. right on top of each other. Okay, and and you got the the US Pro Nationals. Those are the ones in um, in Knoxville. Yeah, they're on Friday. Okay, on Friday. Okay, so so when do you leave? When do you leave? Uh, Tulsa we'll leave tomorrow? tomorrow morning. Okay, great. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm 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 delighted to hear that it's started and it's coming in thick and fast, as you said. And you know, something I was thinking about Tulsa was it's quite a poignant one this year, if I'm if I'm right, like the hundred yeah year the anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, tell me a bit about that because I'm over here, like I hear things, but like, how is the mood and the camp there, and what what is it the hundred year anniversary of? Because I I think. I know a little bit, but not anniversary of the Tulsa massacre, which was mm-hmm. a very tragic and a horrible, horrible event um, mm-hmm. that happened. And, you know, I wouldn't say that there's been like full reconciliation with everything that happened. Um, they mm-hmm. basically just kind of burned down uh, Black Wall Street in downtown Tulsa in the Greenwood mm-hmm. area. And Green so Avenue, now they've yeah. re we've, They've renamed the neighborhood back to Greenwood. They removed um, the Brady family name from the area as well and renamed um, Brady Avenue to Reconciliation Way. So they're definitely putting in some changes. I still think there's a a lot more to be done for sure. 
no, always, always. And, and was there, did you feel, the, was there a vibe there around that as well? Like, was there some activity separate to the racing about um, Nothing but, like, support from the community. Like, everyone is, yeah. like, very happy that it's, you know, the change is happening. Yeah, brilliant. That's really good. Oh, good. That's good. But look, I, I just wanted to touch upon that because I think I saw something on maybe on Justin Williams's feed or maybe Corinne Williams's feed, um, and I think they had like Greenwood Avenue being mm-hmm. so. They got to, some patches right? on their jerseys and stuff, oh, which is really yeah. rad. Yeah. So, so amazing stuff, really. And like you say, stuff's happened, but a long way to go. But um, we're, we're diving into it, and I love that it. it's flowing. And as I said, if anyone's got questions, like chat them in the chat. We'll try and get to it. But um, for those who don't know, I, I want to start with the genesis of the team, and then okay. def- definitely talk tons about you as well. I tell you, we're going to run out of time. But um, <laughs> just in terms of for anyone that doesn't know, what's the genesis of like LA Sweat the team? Like, when when did it start? Like, how did it happen? Like, can you hear us with a bit of the backstory? Really? Yeah. So it started officially back in 2014 um so our first official season was 2015 uh we we as in myself and like one other person decided like you know we i had had a local small team in southern california called the rita women's team and i just couldn't really find anything like there was specialized lululemon and tibco and like really that was it like at the elite level And even that, that was like a huge jump from racing regionally. So I was like, why? Well, I heard about all these crits and I like, I loved crit racing from my fixed gear background. Like I was like, okay, well, why don't I just put together my own team? And then it happened and I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) I didn't know what it entailed. And, you know, there was like four of us and we just got into my Volkswagen and drove across the country multiple times and went to all these races. And then, it was like, all right, now we're still going to keep doing it. Now we're seven years in. So, and it just really, you know, I started the team because I, I saw that like jump, right? Like you couldn't go from, there was no ladder to climb for women cycling in the U.S. It was like either you were a phenom or you just raced regionally and that's where you stayed. Um, so I really wanted to give those opportunities to the riders that were like crushing it in their local scenes. Like, why not go try it and like race other areas? And now here yeah. we are. <laughs> and it's seven years in. Wow, that, seven years that, in, what? which is like blows my mind. We're still driving around, it's, but now we have a van. <laughs> still a Volkswagen or have you switched out? It, it, it's not a Volkswagen We're we've upgraded okay. to the Mercedes, but you know, still. Oh, oh that's very nice. <laughs> very nice. Fantastic. And just um, around the, the, the team, were you originally all from L.A.? Like, how did the name come about? Yeah, so I lived in L.A. when I started the team, and we, um, yeah. my friends over at Manual for Speed were like, we got to think of, like, a better name. Like, nobody wants to be named continually, like, after something. Like, because right. the sponsors change all the time. So we were like... At one point, we were, like, the Wombats, and then, like, we were just, like, trying to come up with, like, kind of weird names, and it was in that era where there was all those shirts that were, like, I don't sweat, I glisten, and I was, like, really sick and tired of, like, anything female athlete had to be, like, coated in glitter and flowers, and I was, like, no, like, we're out there working just as hard, like, why can't we sweat, why is it gross that we sweat, why is it, like, 
unacceptable for women to like work hard. Um, so then I was like, well, let's make people really uncomfortable and make them say it <laughs> all the time. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So in a way, you just you kind of like spin the angle and this, and then try and make normalize it. Really normalize what what should be, and it is a very normal thing. Yeah. When you're doing those those crates for like an hour, seventy five minutes, whatever, I'm sure you're sweating. I'm sure you are sweating. So yeah, let's let's call it yeah, what it it's is. It's totally really. normal. Yeah, and so the team's grown now. So four people back then. To I counted like a lot more than that. So like, we have. 10 elite riders and three junior riders. Okay. Okay. Wow. So that's, yeah, you've been putting in some work, Kelly. You've been putting in yeah. some work. I've <laughs> been putting in a lot of work over the last seven years. And is, is this something that's like full time for you like now? Or is it like, a, I guess, a project of passion and you do other things on the side? Like... Yeah. So it's a full time passion project. <laughs> okay. It's the hardest job that doesn't pay. Is what I like to call it. <laughs> fair, fair dues. Um, so and, yeah, um, I work freelance um, in marketing in the cycling industry and have been for okay. know, ten years or so. Okay, so yeah, you're you're pretty immersed in it, and there's a lot of love. I don't know if you can see on your side. There's a lot of love for when you're saying things like, "Look at this." Can you see that? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Look at all those little hearts. Thanks, guys. Little hearts. Thank, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, about the mission and the vision of LA Sweat. So like you talked about the fact that there wasn't really much, like that you're phenom level or you're like doing the regional stuff. Like mission and vision, like what you are all about and hope to be remembered for. I get big question, but like when you thought about that, like what do, what do you guys stand for, you ladies? Yeah, I mean, so like our number one rule in the contract is literally be nice. Um, and we really oh, like believe that it really, it doesn't take that many like positive influences to change a whole mm. peloton um mm. and we just want to like prove that like you know at the end of the day it's bike racing and we want to have fun and if other mm. people see you having fun they're going to try bike racing and they're going to get involved um because racing is fun it's supposed to be fun right like yeah. bikes are fun and that's kind of like the ultimate goal right it's just to prove that you know bikes are fun racing is fun and you can there's a lot especially in the cycling world and in the U S cycling world, there's so much caught up in like gear and, you know, who has the lightest bike and the nicest stuff. And it's like, that stuff doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And like, we just want to have a good time and like show other, especially other young women and girls that bike racing is super fun. And like you can gain and, you know, become friends with people that you never would cross paths with normally. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling you on that. And if I could, I might re reword the slogan for Ride for Unity because it's like currently, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, together we ride, kind of on that same yeah. principle. But maybe I should switch it up and add what you just said and say, no matter what you ride, you know, or no matter what you have, because that's a bit about, you know, the access accessibility and the inclusive nature that the sport can have. But yeah, sometimes like you don't need the nicest stuff. No, to ride a bike no. it might yeah it might make some people feel better but it doesn't confer any superiority or anything like that and if anyone's thinking about it and being put off by it please don't because like literally it's the engine like i've had the funniest rides where people have been riding my brother-in-law actually he was riding <laughs> this old 
beat up touring bike and we were doing some laps and he had like a pannier on it because we were going to get donuts later and wanted to bring some home and of the course. pannier didn't even shine as you do yeah you have to have donuts right <laughs> and he had this panel, this, it didn't shut and there was this group going around you know with all the gear and like super light bikes like taking it really seriously and he just went into the group and just pulled off you could just hear the guy like um oh, what the hell because his bike is like not good probably it's like good. 50 pounds but 50 pounds like 50 pounds sturdy. it's the it's the engine so at the end of the day it's not really the gear it's like who's riding it really but i love that your mission and vision to be nice um and actually, you know, from the outside looking in, I, I saw a ton of pictures recently because did you have like a training camp like not so long ago where you did yeah. like a lot of photos? When, when was mm-hmm. that? That was just, gosh, middle of May. So like okay. four weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Because I saw some really awesome pictures, both on your personal platform and on the team's platform. And then on Credo's platform as well. So he's yeah, become so like he a Yeah, so he came out friend. and like shot for us, which was amazing to have him. Yeah. He's also just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how you do how you do what? Because honestly, every time I talk to him, sometimes I'm like, Did you what are you pulling my leg? And he has this <laughs> wicked sense of humor, like yeah. where it's it's a bit too fast for me. I'm not the fastest, but it's a bit too fast for me. Sometimes I have to catch up. I'm like, did you just punch me in the stomach or you driving me. I'm not sure. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know in that way? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, super so fun to be around, which pro- makes it more fun for the team, right? Like, yeah. just a fun group of people around is always nice to have. You can relax, definitely. Um, and and what I was thinking and why I mentioned that was because when I saw the, the photos from the outside looking in, you know, I'm not in the camp and I'm not there, but it does seem like that be nice thing is filtered through because... It, it, I don't know. It feels like from the photos, like more than, I say just a team. Like it feels like more than a team. It feels yeah. like the, the images captured like some bonds that made me think there's something. And I didn't know what it was, but is, is that how it feels for you? Or have I just completely made that up from the photos? Uh, no, 100%. Like it is more than just a team for sure. Yeah. Probably. At least in my eyes. And, and for, we can ask the girls. Yeah. <laughs> We, we will. We'll get them on. <laughs> and, t- like, how long have some of them been with you? Because I imagine, like, for some people, life comes and things change. And Yeah. So we've had, like, different waves of rosters. But in 2019, we put together a whole new roster. None of us had even met until we, like, went to train, went to team camp, which also happened to be our first race. Um, and then we've been together ever since. The only thing well, we've added is babies. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, so we have uh, three official baby sweaters now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Baby sweaters. I love They're that. pretty I cute. And I, mean, I haven't seen any pictures of it, but I'll look out. But um, with, with the team, like had, having not met everybody, like how did you get, how did people apply? How do you get chosen or selected to be in it? Um, so a lot of just emails to me. Um, all people will submit either, Hey, can I apply for the team on Instagram or they'll email the website or they'll just email me directly because my email's on the USA cycling website. Uh And then in, uh, 2021, we weren't actually going to hire any new riders because we had a full roster and then we Uh opened it up to women of color to apply. Uh 
So we were able to secure three extra spots um, for that, which was really important to the team as a whole. Um, and then we got a bunch of people emailing and messaging through there. And then a lot of uh, Zoom meetings and like just getting to know each other. Um, Cause for me, it's not like results-based. Like if you're already a cat one, you've done the work to be there. So it's more about like who you are as a person. What do you stand for? Like, are you going to integrate yourself? Because we are such a close knit team. Like we are very personally involved in each other's lives. Great. That's great. Uh, and I, lo- I love the aspect of like trying to make it more, um, I guess, inclusive and, and diverse. And from the women of color aspect, if, is that connected to your development team? Because that's something I really want to ask you a bit more about. Or is, is that within your main team? That's within our main team. Okay. Fabulous. Fabulous. And, and tell me about the development team, because I recently saw some shots with some folks. It's slightly younger, not too much younger, but slightly younger. Than you. No, they're younger. They're only like 13 and 15. They're kids. That's what I said. Slightly, slightly, slightly. Um, A lot younger. <laughs> So, yeah, with, with those folks, like, could you tell us a bit about that for anyone that hasn't seen it? Because is it new, the development team? Like, yeah, so the Devo team is new this year. It was something that, like, I had wanted to do in years past. Um, mm-hmm. But just, like, finding the funding and, like, the resources to do so, to do it properly, I was like, okay, how can we do this? Um, and then in 2020, we partnered with a organization in Chicago a youth cycling organization there and kind of, you know, as mentors and, you know, just kind of, you know, we're here for whatever you need sort of thing. And then I reached out and was like, you know, are they racing cross this year and cross got canceled. So I was like, well, what if we did a road development team with some of the girls in your program? And that's how we have the LA sweat junior development team. (laughs) Oh my word. And how many girls are in it? There's three girls. Three girls, I see. Okay. Yeah, so they had to do the same thing, kind of like, you know, make a commitment and like go through the steps of like what it would be like to apply and stuff like that. So it's super That's cute. Fantastic. They're so smart and just funny. And like, I'm so impressed by all of them. So like, they're busier than all of us for sure. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And what are their names? Like, in case we can find them and follow Yeah, so Imogen. She is not on social media. Um, she is the youngest of the group. And then Simone and Kaya. And okay. they are, like, they're some of my favorite people, for sure. Ah, uh, that's And with the development piece, is, is, is there a pathway for them to, I guess, grow skills, learn stuff, and then at some point go into, like, the professional arena? like Yeah, exactly. So that the, that's... That? That's the goal of the team is to develop them into the elite team as they get older. So we have a junior coordinator that lives in Chicago that um, has been with them actually since some of them are like 10 years old through their youth program. Um, So he's there and he does clinics and rides with them. And then we provide coaching, all their equipment. Um, I've been to Chicago now once and I'm on my way back there after two of America's Dairylands to do some more clinics and training. Um, And then their first races will be at Intelligentsia in Chicago. So like their first race is going to be a pretty big hometown race for them, which will be fun. Oh, that's going to be, I'm feeling the goosebumps for them. Like that hometown thing is just like, 
you know, with their friends and family not having to travel too far to be able to watch them. And yeah. I'm sure, like, we'll all be screaming from the top of our lungs. Not, I don't know they're going to hear us in, in Chicago, but we'll, we'll all do it. Yeah, we'll do it. I'm super excited um, for them. I think they're like nervous and excited, and like you yeah. know, all the things. Yeah, you have to have some of that. And I think I was actually talking to someone, Crystal Salvin, back in March, mm-hmm. and I think she was she was giving me some advice about the fact that you, you feel the fear or the, the nervousness, but just do it anyway. Like push through and, and do it anyway. So that's fabulous. And you know, if people want to support. Because to me, like, bike racing is not inexpensive. Not that I've done it, like, but I'm just thinking of the gear if you haven't it's got It's very expensive. Cool. That's what I was hoping registration, you were going to Registration is expensive. Um, we do have a donate button on our website, but we prefer if people Great. buy merch. Okay. Like, if you Tell us support. a bit about it. So we have, Can like, a store that has, like, you know, sweatshirts and, you know, stuff like that and T-shirts. Um, yeah. And all those proceeds go directly to the junior team fund for their race entries and licenses. Awesome. And you can get that on your website. Yeah. Can, on our can you put it in there? Can you put it in the comments bit so people can see? Yes. We have to share the luck because I think you're doing some incredible stuff. So people can support in any way, shape, or form. There you go. Ta da. Did it come? Okay, that's the website. Okay, that's people, the website. screenshot them. Get that. And then what sort of merch have you got? You've got the hoodies? Yeah, so we have hoodies, we have gaiters, we have t-shirts, towels, fanny packs. Like, we basically just were like, let's design everything that we could possibly Perfect. want for ourselves. And then, <laughs> and we used, um, we also have some, like, old kit design editions, so... 2018 which which was our japan kit and then the sport kit from 2020 yeah so there's a ton of that's one of my faves yeah that was a lot of people's favorite i think this year is my favorite though for sure yeah this year is pretty dope this is pretty dope as well but if okay if i had to this year and then if you had to pick which one would it be (sighs) i think I think this year stands on its own. Like, it, there's nothing similar or like it. And I love yeah. the fact that the colors, the, the blend that you've got, like, it channels the inner or outer rainbow slash unicorn slash, I don't know, but it's kind of magical. So I, I feel that. Um, Japan has always has got a special place in my heart. So I love stuff that's branded with that, even though I've never been to the country, but I just love the culture and stuff. So yeah, I'm going with this year, closely followed by Japan. Nice. Mine would, my second would be the Fila kit. Okay. 2017. 2017. Okay. I just that out, I, yeah. loved that one. I don't know why, yeah. but I did. That's cool. I have to check that one out because I think I, I, I saw the Japan one. I probably shouldn't out myself that like we used the Fila font, but whatever. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'd be good. You'd be good. Don't do it. Let, let it go. You're doing good stuff, really. So yeah, look, I, 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 this incredible stuff you've done with the team, brilliant. We could get into a ton more stuff, but I'd love to keep it moving and flow into a bit about you, really, because um, part of this is just hearing about people's journeys in the sport. We've gone in on the major side, like team, boom, development yeah. squad, massive. We're going back. Coming back, going backwards. I'm doing it differently. People do it. In I'm the here reverse. for it. I'm, I'm doing it. 
I'm, I'm doing it differently. So switching it up to you, like, how did your, um, your story start? And I'm just thinking, like, from growing up, like, born in LA, not born in LA, like, no. where, where, where's, what's, what's the thing? What's the I was uh, born in Idaho. It's a real small kind of country uh-huh. <laughs> style living. Um, so I grew up there and I left right out of high school and lived in Seattle, which is where bikes started coming into my life. So I grew up, when I was growing up, I was a ballerina and I wasn't really allowed to do other sports because they didn't want me to get injured. And so I danced up until I was 18 from the time I was three. Uh-huh. Um, and then I moved to Seattle to go to school and to pay for school because thank you, America. Um, <laughs> I like sold my car and all this stuff. So I was like, well, I guess I'll take the bus. And I took the bus for a lot of years. And then um, my friends started riding and I kind of, you know, in my very early twenties, there was like a group of um, a group of guys and my friend Kira and her boyfriend was part of this group and they all rode bikes and it ended up being Mac Frama. And I was like, Oh, okay. And her boyfriend was like, Hey Kelly, I found this bike on Craigslist. Like you should get it. It's 80 bucks. And I was like, cool, done. Um, and I got a bike and we started like riding around and then I was just a commuter, um, for a really long time and, you know, ride around, you know, at 21, ride like to the bar and meet your friends and like just got around without a car. And then I moved to LA and I still didn't have a car. And so I had my bike and I think it was probably like the first or second week that I lived there. I ran into this kid on the street. who was like riding a fake skier bike. And I was like, Hey, cool. We're friends. And he's like, Hey, I think I know you from Seattle. And I was like, Oh yeah, maybe. And it ended up being Sean Martin, who's part of concept team now. And then that friend grew. Yeah. And then that friend group grew and then it just kind of exploded from there. Um, and then I started like writing more and like writing fixed and one it was when John Watson was still had probably is not probably. And it wasn't, it was just like a blog on Tumblr. I'm aging myself. I'm aging myself hard. I think so. I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. And he like posted a picture of me at Golden Saddle, like right when it opened and I was just like drinking some coffee and then all of a sudden bikes took over my life and I was like, what is happening? Um, what happened? And then like six months later we were in Indonesia and I was like, what is happening? What were you doing in Indonesia? We went to, we got invited to Fix Fest. Okay. So like me and Mark Marino, Sean, Chaz, Walton, John, um, Jason Yim, they were like, come out to Fix Fest. So we went and went to like this huge wow. fixed gear festival. They had like a crit and an alley cat and a trick competition. Oh yeah, Tyler Johnson was there. I think he's like retired from fixed gear freestyle now, but. Um, These are some big names. You know? and yeah. I, I don't even know what it is. Like, yeah, Watson, and then, then it was like, that then we started that hashtag fixie famous as like a joke and then it like turned into a thing a thing oh my goodness so yeah so and, i mean wow so fixie is not my thing as yet like i'm not oh, yeah. i don't i don't i don't mess with it but it looks like a lot of fun and there's like folks over here that 
I know um, a really interesting. So I spoke to Julia Elliott. Yep. I follow her also, yeah. Oh yeah, um, I know Julia well. Do you? Oh, yeah. nice. Um, she she's a, she's a proper hoot. And um and then there's a guy here called Duke Ajipong. I don't yep. know Duke as well. And um, and Martin Murray. And it to me, and it Alex looks a bit crazy. Briggs. Like all those yes. guys. Yeah, yeah. It looks crazy. It it's crazy so because, fun. Like, like if I understand it correctly, the gear when you pedal is fixed. fixed. So, so to stop, you need to use your legs to do the braking. Yeah. So the bike handling skills you need to have to do that and race. I'm thinking they're like next level. It's they. They are. Mm-hmm. I personally don't take you know. I'm not, I don't speak for everybody, but I personally find like fixed crit like way more predictable than a road crit. Um, no one can grab a handful of brakes in front of you. You can see people's body movement to see when they're slowing, how they're slowing, like where they're going. Doesn't make it easier, not necessarily, but like it's a little bit more predictable um, unless someone just like totally bends it and then that's that. But that could happen in anything. Yeah, it's game over there. Do you feel like those those skills? Like, which way around does it work? Like, is it easier to go from road or, I guess, you know, non-fixed to fixed or fixed to, to like, road? Like, uh, fixed to road, for sure. Because yeah. people who come from road and then go to fixed, they forget they can't coast. And then they get bucked off. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, oops, can't coast. <laughs> that happened. That almost happened to me. I told this story once before. And yeah. we had, you know, the Olympic Bellodrome. Mm-hmm. here in, in London, um, in Lee Valley. And um, I went there when it first opened after the Olympics for people to try out. And I was like, oh, I'll go. Like, it was a work thing. And you had to just try and do like this flying lap thing just to see who was the passage. And I, I chucked everything into it, never having done it before. And they came to the end. And you know when you just, well, I just wanted to die. So yeah. I, I just stopped and literally the bike, I just started to go over my heart like has never beat as hard as it did then because I thought I was destined to die destined <laughs> it's so funny I mean it still happens yeah. all the time where you just kind of like zone out yeah but I mean if it weren't for fixed gear and specifically red hook like I wouldn't have any of the experiences that I have had which is I'm super super grateful for amazing yeah and I mean like that my- the- my first Red Hook, there wasn't even a women's race. It was just all of us together, men and women. You so you just you just were in with the guys. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. And then it was the next year, or two years later, in 2014, they had the first women's edition. Okay. Which was fantastic because then it like it kind of opened it up, right? Like more women felt comfortable coming, which was great. Yeah. And it only grew from there. That's a- that's the thing I'm thinking, like, to do it when there's no women in it, like, I think... I think there were, like, five of us. That's mad. Like, you have to have, to put yourself there. Not to say when... I, I don't know, you tell me, like, how was that experience, like, doing it then? Terrifying. Was it, it was terrifying. Was it? But, so, Red Hook is this special... It's special beast. Like, if it were road racing, I probably wouldn't have had as fun of an experience if it were just like five women in a men's race. Um, and I think that that's just a community issue that we need to fix. But Red Hook, David Trimble built something so special that like, it didn't even matter. 
just it was just like here's sure. here's your here's your group you go with your group and like it was fun either way it didn't matter Perfect. no one was like oh why are you here like everyone was super welcoming and they were just like this is badass that you're here i love that I love that. And, and, I think, and some you know, of those like people I'm still friends with. That, now, that, you know, that's 10 incredible. years later almost. That's incredible because, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've said, said previously, like, where you could, like, travel. And with Red Hook, it goes around the world, am I right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like, I know Barcelona definitely. New where York, London, Barcelona, and Milan. Okay, so you have those different locations. And I, I feel like with Dubai, you could, you could travel somewhere, like, come to the UK, go to Milan, go to wherever. You're riding the bike and people see you. It's like, it's not really about where you're from, what you're about. It's like, yeah, we're yeah. in, like we're, we're part of this family, which is why I, I remember building my bike on the street in, in London and then just like riding <laughs> through the Airbnb from there. Like take the train from the airport and then like built my bike in the street on the, on the sidewalk and then rode from there, like with my teammate, Ashley. We're like, what are we doing? That's- but I've done that in so many places and it's like you get to see different places from such a different angle. It's great. I love it. Yeah. No, that, 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 being able to explore, do that stuff and just like literally drop off. I, I don't know. For me, it's like a superhero type thing. Like you just came out of the plane, build your bike and then you're off ready for action. Yep. That's the beauty about fixed gear too, is like, it's so accessible because there aren't a bunch of components. It's really easy to build and maintain yourself. Um, which is why I started there because I was like, I don't know how to work on bikes. I don't know what all these gears are and like all this stuff. So having a fixed gear or single speed was just super accessible. Fabulous. I love that. I love that. And like in your journey with the bike, that's, I was going to ask you about accessibility. Like how, how accessible is the sport being? you feel more broadly more than like seven years in, you know, having done what you've done and come to where you come to, like there's things that I think you would have seen and experienced that different to like what I would have seen. I don't have a team. I'm a team. Well, I've got the wife of Unity family, but I'm a team. Um, it's kind of a team. A team can be fancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You all wear the same jerseys. We do. We do. That makes you a, we, a team uh, for sure. Yeah, um, we do. There has been like, it's hard to say really i mean to be totally honest you know like my experience versus someone else's is going to be totally different um i feel very fortunate because i had individual sponsors as a fixed gear rider that supported my efforts in creating a road team um that's not always the case you know and i have definitely been privileged in that sense like having those people just support you with what you wanted to do. Sorry, I'm reading this message. Yes, I would say that I'm still in the fixed gear scene a bit. It's kind of like dropped off, especially here in the US. Um, I like to say I'm like (laughs) retired-ish, which is a whole other story. Um, I've seen a lot of changes. There's been a lot more support, which is kind of what I'm, you know, talking about on the road scene too is like that support in the face gear world has transcended into the road world so people like alec who have techers and like justin um with legion they've really you know kind of just transferred and continued that support 
into those different disciplines, which is really great. Um, but I definitely think there's like huge barriers that need to be addressed on from a top down level, just in terms, especially in the U S like cycling licenses, like, come on, like, why are races, you know, why is a 14 year old paying $25 to race? Like that's not accessible for a 14 year old. Like yes. juniors should be able to race for free. The people yes. that should pay the most money are, you know, the masters, you know, the dentists on, that just race on the weekends. Like they should be paying the most mm-hmm. money and give those opportunities to, you know, the juniors and just make it more accessible for sure on a financial yeah. level. Because I think that's like the biggest hurdle, right? Like bikes are expensive. That's not, it's not a cheap sport, but I think, you know, that's why a lot of people get into road racing through fixed gears because you can get a bike and then you can, you know, grow and gain sponsorship. And as you get older, move into the road scene. I'm with you. I'm with you. That that makes sense. And I think, yeah, you could still probably buy a bike for $80, but I'm thinking inflation and stuff like that, like depends on what you want to do. Like like it's, it's, it's not the easiest or the cheapest sport to kind of get into. So I think your, your suggestion is a, is a brilliant one. And lovely segue, because I was thinking, like, if, if I was to be able to magic you the power to make some changes and change certain aspects about the sport that um, would help with that um, broader appeal or inclusivity, like, what would you encourage people to focus on, apart from the fees bit? You know, we talked about the registration. Like, where would you go with it? I mean, honestly, like when I started racing, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. It was not a welcoming environment by any means. Like when I started road racing, especially in Southern California, it was, you know, a bunch of masters men and like established women's teams. And this is what they did. And you weren't part of their group. And if I, you know, can instill or kind of like pass on, it's like, just be nice to people. Don't who cares how tall their socks are or, you know, like what wheels they have or how old their bike is. Like if they have a bike, like invite them on your ride. Like that's going to bring more people in because then they're going to tell their friends and then that's going to grow. And it's, it's just kind of like, just be nice to people. Like it really doesn't matter. Like we're all just riding bikes at the end of the day. And if you're sitting there like, uh, uh, Oh, you're not welcome over here because you're not whatever. It's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I mean, like, that's part of the reason why I started my own team because I didn't feel welcome at any other teams. That's been a brilliant achievement, actually, that you've done. So we've got that, I guess, it's, it's, it's a hard one because I, I found like at the level that I operate, you know, like recreationally, pushing around and building the community and stuff, like, the give your stuff the away. <laughs> Give, if you have stuff old away. stuff away, like give it away. Like if you have yeah. old, old helmets, old shoes that like you've upgraded, but are still totally functional, like donate those things. Yeah. Like that's one, that's one less thing that someone else has to worry about. Yeah. And that's a fantastic idea actually. And I, I try and do that with, because I, so this, you, you get this stuff sometimes and you're like, there's only so much like you can wear, like you can't use all of yeah. it. And Stuff. so like help help others um if you can um and yeah i was just thinking about like at the level that you know we were operating at with bike for unity it's, it's very much about 
you know, uplifting each other and the family has grown and it's wonderful and it's beautiful. But there is this other aspect of cycling which you touched upon where it's a little bit on the elitist side and like rules based, you yeah. know, where you have to have this, you, your socks need to look like this, you, and a ton of stuff. And like, I feel it's, like, it's like there's that article, right? The rules of cycling. It's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as something that was supposed to be taken in jest, I think a lot of people took it very seriously. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, oh, your socks are too tall or they're too short or, you know, your bibs are too short or they're too long or it's not arrow enough or your helmet's, you know, whatever. And it's like, run what you brung. Who cares? Yeah, I love that. Run what you brung. I'm, I'm down to that. I'm down. Like, literally, I have this hat that I wear. It's just like, no rules, just right. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a lie because I've got one rule and people that know me well know that like a ride isn't a ride unless there's snacks. And I'm not talking about like coffee, sports, there's got to be snacks and there definitely has to be coffee as well. Cause it's, or tea, whichever like, floats your boat. Whatever, you know, like some beverage, some snacks, it's not really happened. It, it doesn't include those things in my mind because it's as much about sometimes, you know, the social element and connecting people as it is about where we're going to go and how fast or how far, you know, it's, it's not always about that. Really. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's easier to train. Like if you're doing a training ride, go by yourself. Mm. It's not fun for you to feel like you're, you know, potentially dropping someone and it's not for it's fun for the other people. Like save those moments for when you can be fully present is what I like to, how I like to think about it. Like you want to be fully present in your training. If you're a racer, but you also want to be fully present, like if you're riding in a group. Definitely, definitely. Uh, good advice, really. Because, uh, funny enough, she won't be listening now because she's gone to bed. But my daughter, my second daughter, um, I've got two, sorry, my eldest daughter said to me today, like, I was getting her ready for bed and stuff. And she was like, Dad, can we go riding? Like, sometime I really want to, like, ride. And do you think, like, cycling is passed down through, like, DNA and I was like what do you mean she's like well because you know you like cycling so I'm thinking like I could kind of like cycling bless her she's like nine and she's like I want to go on like one of those long ones you know like with my her big brother Cameron like how you go with him like 30 miles or whatever like I want to do that and I was like oh my god and she's on the case like she's she, she wants my phone to open it up to see like when we can <laughs> actually book it in to do it and she's, she's like, like got your schedule open man she's getting it she's like I need the schedule and also, we need some cycling clothes because I think I could definitely go really far if you got me some like padded shorts and stuff. And and I was just like, oh my god, we need to get her an LA sweat jersey. You do, you do. Maybe she could be. She's she's really good. I mean, I'm a proud dad, but she's she's really good. So yeah, it's something it's something about inspiration. And I was gonna just check in with you on on like some advice. Like you you know, if folks are listening and they're thinking about riding or racing, like. What advice would you kind of give them, like, if it's like riding period or if it's like, well, I never thought racing would be for me. So it's kind of two strands, really. But like, what would you say to them if anyone's thinking about it? Lining up is half the battle. So if you can get to the start line, you've already made it. Like, just try it. You, I've been dropped and DNF'd plenty of times, you know, like, but you just have to keep lining up and you have to keep trying it. And, you know, find that, you know, small group of people that you love riding bikes with and have fun with and like challenge yourself, do mini challenges, mini goals, right? Like this week I'm going to ride 50 miles or, you know, for three hours, depending on where you live, 
um, hit those mini goals. And then I just feel like racing kind of will come naturally and be a spectator. Yeah. You know, be a spectator of the sport too, because one, it helps the sport grow. And two, like you'll really be able to see kind of like what kind of racing you like. Maybe you don't like crits. Maybe you like road racing and you're, you know, more endurance. Maybe you like cross. Maybe you like mountain bikes. Like mm-hmm. watch those. Or the things. track could be your thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or the track. I miss the track. Yeah. So that could be your thing. And I just want to thank you so much. I think that's, that's awesome. Like, um, it's, I was going to say, I can't get my words out, Kelly. That's awesome advice for racing and riding, but also for life in general, you know, like I think sometimes you just got to show up as hard yeah. as things may be and just put yourself out there. Um, and you can surprise yourself because I, I do feel, I don't know if you feel this, but there's magic in all of us. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. got like the potential to do some amazing stuff. Really. So, and get a kid that you feel good in. Be comfortable in what you wear. Yeah, but also like something that makes you feel strong, that makes you feel fast, that makes you like, you put it on, you're like, yes. This is me. Do you know, I think that's me with any kind of micro. I don't know what it is, but like, <laughs> it's that sort of finger hugging, sort of compression sort of thing. Like, you feel like Superwoman, Superman kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We have this saying that like every year when we're designing the kits, we ask ourselves like, if you look fast, you feel fast and you'll go fast. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Um, and oh, look, we've got, we got some comments here. I want to just take it back to uh, a few folks. So uh, FTS Paul Mitchell said, if you can't beat, if you can't join them, beat them. That's some great advice there. Yes. Uh, Castle, for you, he is the founder of an amazing collective called the Soul Riders Cycling Club. Have you come across that? No, I'll have to look him up. Soul Riders, so he's doing he's doing some great stuff. They've got this great community. They ride pretty much every Sunday um, in and around London. Um, cool guys there. So hey, Castle, and then Speeder Racer Chi is Stefan. He's over in Chicago actually. He's part of the Ride for Unity family for sure. He's giving you two thumbs up. Um, and Tej, great guy. He said it's all about the mini goals. Celebrate the wins, however small. So he's like um, England, so Team GB, age group. I want to say duathlete and triathlete. So he's a That's he's a sucker for pain. Me. <laughs> yeah, me, you, and me both. I can't even. I, I mean, I can swim, but like, if you ever saw the Olympics, I'm not good at swimming. Nah, I can't. I can't even. I can so tread water. I, I will almost. I will almost drown for sure. And running. Who does running? Like, have you ever heard of? It's, yeah, it's actually, my friend that is watching or may, might be watching, uh, Marquise, he runs all the time. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? No. Are well, you doing that on purpose? Own, <laughs> each to their own. I'm just like, I've never heard of any cyclists that become like runners. I, I, know I only runners say that because I'm bad at running as well. Yeah, me too. I'm trying oh, to make myself Tom. feel good, but I can't do it. Do you know Tom? Sprinting, sprinting for science. I miss racing, but since okay. my accident, uh, all about the coffee rides. Yes, Tom. You and me both with our broken hips. Uh, you busted as well. Um, so I have really bad hip dysplasia. So, which is why I don't race full time anymore. Uh, so can you do a little bit, and then it's really painful. Uh, yeah, and oh. then it's super painful. So I have another surgery scheduled for September. 
Okay. Actually, another three surgeries all back to back. Oh, gosh. You trying to remedial or like could it, could it like just ease the pain? Um, so they'll cut my femur in half and put it back together, and then they'll cut my pelvis in half and put it back together. I'm squeamish. Good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. That's I've got a good start. support system. Cool. Cool. You've got the right. On Jordan, system. broken knees club. Injuries are injuries happen. So I think, you know, that's what I really try and like remind myself is like, just because I'm injured doesn't mean I can't have fun on the bike still. No, no, definitely. Oh, shut Thanks everyone for popping in with some comments. I've got specs and spokes. That's Aurelia. Um, love the ethos, the idea, the energy and unashamed of my vanity, the Jersey design. She's got like heart eyes and she loves it. So uh, humble Chris, I think I know humble Chris. It's, that's my favorite Marquis. He's over in um, the States, right? Yeah, he's in Boulder now. Okay. Yeah, so LA to Colorado. There's a lot of people from Hunt Wheels on here right now. Hi, Hunt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Hunt family. Do they do the wheels for your bike? Yeah. Ah, okay. Hey, Marquis. Um, Speeder Racer Cheese, Stefan says, ouch, you are tough. I have to agree with that. Um, but talk to me, LA to... Colorado, like what took you there? Because it seems the place to be. When I talk to um, Crystal. Yeah. I mean, it kind of <laughs> is. It's beautiful. The mountains are there. You get to train at altitude. Um, mm. I had been living in LA for a really long time and been wanting to move to Boulder for a really long time. Partially because I just wanted to change the scenery. And secondly, because mm. it's very central to racing. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. a good middle area to kind Jump of branch out yeah. to. Yeah. Um, now I'm thinking even more Midwest is like the better place to be, mm -hmm. uh, just where the races are. But we have, at the time, we had, you know, a bunch of riders there and uh, friends there. And it was kind of just naturally, organically, the time for me to leave L.A. So I yeah. went to Portland for about a year and then it was like, okay, can't do this i'm out and made the trek to boulder and been there ever since grand and you feel you, you feeling good there then you can stay there for a bit longer uh yeah i'll stay there for a little bit longer i just missed someone's yeah. question road and fix what's the most underrated piece of equipment on both of your opinions Ooh, saddle i think the saddle is the most underrated piece of equipment like if that doesn't fit you you're not going to feel good and you're not going to have fun yeah. All the contact I, I, points. So like shoes, saddle, handlebars, like everything um, where there is like a contact point with the bike, you want to make sure is like the most comfortable for yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And then thereafter that, I don't know what I'd go with. I think the frame, you know, in terms of how that absorbs the bus of the road and stuff can come into it. But yeah, I think you're right. Like first things first, like the contact points hit those and then you're all good. Okay, so thanks for that question. Um, we, after a second ACL tear, cartilage damage, running is evil. I agree with you. Also, yes, Colorado is amazing. A-plus would recommend. Who's this? That's Jordan. They are in Louisville, Colorado, which is just outside Boulder. Okay. They're amazing. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you so much. Awesome. Um, we, I told you we were going to get close to time. Um, I know. I want to I want to say hello to some of the team before we go. But before we before we start to wrap up, I really did want to ask you about 
like the last year because to me this last year that we've had plus with everything that's gone on has been like a moment in our lives that I don't know up until this point I don't think I've ever experienced anything quite like this on a global scale do you know what I mean yeah um in in your moments of like reflection and stuff like have you taken anything out of that experience or any thoughts that come to your mind in terms of how you want to be going forward um i mean 2020 like for me personally was probably the hardest year of my life for sure um not having the team and just other things that happened like the team gives me so much purpose like they are my like my family my kind of like everything um and so being separated from that support system was really difficult um and you know crazy things happened in 2020 for me and i think the only thing that i really took away was therapy is amazing your mental health is the most important thing for anybody so take care of that don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to like reach out to even if you just have one person that you feel you're safe with like just reach out to them because trying to deal with it on your own is next to impossible mm-hmm. and you know you're stronger than you really think you are that's for sure yeah i like i i credit to you for coming through you know and now I, i don't know everything that's happened for you but i know that it hasn't been an easy journey for sure and um i sometimes feel like we we here and yeah we'll bend like on these hard climbs that we do sometimes you bend but you just got to convince yourself that you're not going to break and go get everybody yeah i'm going i'm telling them to go get everybody so they can oh, say hi do it do it do it do it and while while you doing that i have to say like it's a quick shot so i don't know what really an alica is what's an alica it is a messenger style scavenger hunt race Okay. So you have like all these stops you have to go hit. I'm not an alicat racer. Nope. Okay. I think maybe I've done one that okay. could be considered an alicat but not really. Um but there's like checkpoints and you have to go essentially like mimic like dropping off packages and stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. So and it's always like unsupported obviously and not closed to traffic so you have to like just do it through the city. They're super fun to watch. I just cool. Not good at them. <laughs> Reason why I mentioned that is because I'm um, on the 26th of June. Over in your neck of the woods ish, America's huge, so ish. Um ish. in North Carolina. Ish. In North Carolina. Oh, Messenger Worlds, maybe? Um Well, it's in Asheville, in North Carolina. There's a crew called the uh, Flashcat Couriers, and they're they're doing. They're coming. We have doing, one um, girl that can't come because she's amazing. She's a speech path speech pathologist, and she is oh like God. currently like doing um, telehealth with kids oh, in between races. Oh, <laughs> is is everyone there? There's one, we're waiting for one more. Okay, cool, cool. So I'll tell you. So on the 26th of June if folks can make it to Asheville um in North Carolina there is uh, an Alica happening with Flashcat Korea and all proceeds from that they're donating to like the Wife for Unity charity fund that we've got various sports. So if anyone knows how to do an Alica 
Even if you don't know how to do an alley cat, it's just riding around the city. Just go. Okay, sounds good. Try it. If I like, could fly, I'd be there. <laughs> you know, like, I know, right? Oh, I miss traveling, uh, like, internationally. Yeah. For sure. At, at some point, at some point. It'll, it'll be all this week. So. Come here, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want to say hello. Everyone wants to say hi. Come say hi to Come the on. internet. Hi. This is Danny and hi. Monica. Hi, Danny. And, Hi, Monica. And Daphne. Hi, Daphne. <laughs> it was the smallest screen. We're just like, yes. you know, back Where, everybody up. Where's Katie? So, Katie is with a patient. Oh, okay. Uh, how, how are you all doing? How's everyone doing? Excellent. Oh, you're in the... Tired. Okay. Sleepy and tired, yeah. yes. We take a lot of naps on the road. Still feeling pulsa. Okay. Still feeling it, for sure. We're going to the yeah. pool later tonight. It's not all hard work, then. It sounds not, good. No, we try to have fun as much as we can. I wish you guys could, yeah. like, here. Hold on. Let me yeah. see if I can disconnect. Okay. Can you hear us? I can hear you, yeah? Yeah, can you okay, now you can hear everybody. Okay, go ahead. I, I just, know. yeah, just want, just really wanted to say, like, on, on, on behalf of the Rice Unity families here and here, like, we're all super proud of what you've been achieving in Tulsa and to come like in the nationals and we talked about the tour of America's Dairy Dance as well. Yeah. So yeah, just sending you tons of stoke and keep flying the flag because honestly, like you're having an impact on people that you've never even seen, never even met from all over the world. So Oh, that's so sweet. Keep, keep being rad. You so are, honestly. Like you really are. So it's great to see. And I'll show my daughters this tomorrow and be like, Oh, there's yeah. Ken. <laughs> Hi Ken. <laughs> Killed it. Absolutely and killed it. Hi, daughters it. tomorrow. Yeah, hi, daughters tomorrow. What, what are your daughters' names? Like, uh, so I've got Carla and Chloe. Carla and Chloe. Hi, guys. Hi. Yeah, so we, we, we've we already brokered a deal. So I think I'm going to be their manager um, ish, but then Kelly's going to take that over and they're going to join the development squad. Yeah. Awesome. That's with Imogen, Imogen and the other girls that I did join in that for like yeah. 2025 20, or something. 2020. No, I mean, she can join at 10. That's fine. Oh yeah. Okay. Next year, twenty twenty two. Let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> you you're totally fine with just sending her to us for the whole summer. Yes. I may be. <laughs> um, my wife. She might have other ideas, but you know we work these comes. things out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Summer so, holiday. Officially. A bike race. We, we'll be there in, in Colorado. I'll tell you. We need a bigger van. I know. We need a bigger <laughs> van, guys. Buy merch. Buy merch. <laughs> Yeah, one sweatshirt at a time that is amazing so look, if anyone didn't catch it i think we've got it here the website to buy the merch is it's it's, it's, it's let me go back let me go back, let me go back. oh we've got lots of la-sweat.com la-sweat.com please support these wonderful ladies um kelly you've been a blast before we go yes wonderful lady is there anything that any of you want to sort of share or or What's a piece of advice for bike racing guys? Or just bikes yeah. in general? Keep it fun. Yeah, That's definitely that. Get a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan, we tried. <laughs> we tried to get a trailer, Jordan. It was a scam. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> 
get a trailer, keep it fun. I love that. It looks like you're having fun. And I said this to Kelly earlier, if any of you caught it, that what you have, the bond that you have from the photos I've seen from the outside, seems to be like more than a fa- um, more than a team. Like it's more like a family in the way that you've all got each other's backs. And that is, again, you know, a sisterhood that is, is the envy of many people, you know. So like keep smashing it, keep shining. And if we can support you in any way, like spreading the good word, we'll definitely be doing that. So, um, yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for watching, guys. All right. all right, brilliant. Well, all the best this weekend and the coming weekend. And You're the months later. Sure. <laughs> the month later. All right. Awesome. We'll catch up soon, Kelly. All right, sounds good. Thanks for thank making you. time. Thanks for making time. Bye. Take care. Bye, everyone.